Yeah, I do think most of our patrons are five dollar and up, though. Um, nice burp, Gary. Thank you. Um, I'm so sorry. Speaking of after hours, recording. there you go. Sorry. A little bit of gastrointestinal. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh. What? What did I say that took that too far? Gastrointestinal? But yes. no, you said gastrointestinal. I did not and say that. I said, said once you said it three gastrointestinal. times. It comes That's worse. <laughs> after hours. After hours. Oh gastrointestinal. Hello, friends. It's Tessa, and you're listening to the Misconceptions Podcast. Keep it together. Never used, never used my powers like this before, but what choice do I have? He said he's gonna kill me. These these holographic screens, they they're telling him to kill me, and now he's screaming and holding his head and get a grip, Deja. You are where you are today, not because you owe anything to anybody, but because you got yourself here. I don't know why Ren is here. I don't know why he needs to kill me. And I don't really know why Paul St. George is wrapped up in all of this. But that lady offered me this job. I'm going to take it. And who knows, maybe I can spend that money. I could pay off student debts. I could start my own software business. I can make something of myself. I know I had these feelings for Rin, but I'm not going to let those hold me back. Previously on Missed Conceptions, Bill is a sleeper. After making a sacrifice to get his family back and giving up the mythical nature within himself, uh, Bill became a sleeper, which means that he does not have these mythical powers anymore, and the way he perceives the city has been changed. Uh, He sees the city as the mist wants him to see the city, but... He is still part of the crew. He is still a friend to Esther, Ren, and Faye. And so they brought him back into the investigation, and they decided we should look into Ren's mission, specifically the super future computer's mission that wants Ren to kill Deja. We need to figure out why Deja is so important. And to that end, the crew arrived at Deja's apartment. Ren went to talk to her. And the crew stayed outside in the SUV. But while they were in the SUV, they were approached by a police officer. And when they started acting a little shifty, the police officer walked back to his patrol car, uh, was calling somebody on his walkie-talkie, and the crew sped off, 
ditched their tail and hid in an alleyway. And while in the alleyway, Faye tried to use her powers to escape, to create a vine to climb up to the top of the rooftops, to conjure her pole to knock down a a fire escape so they could climb up it. But not only has Bill's perception of the city been changed, since he is a sleeper who was once so mythical in nature, the city, or not the city, the mist wants to keep him that way. And so by some strange manifestation, the mist actively chokes out powers around Bill so that he can continue to see the city as the mist wants him to see the city. Whether Bill will awaken to the true nature of the city remains to be seen. But we left the crew in the alleyway, and meanwhile, back in the apartment, Rin and Deja had a long conversation, a hard conversation, and Deja just got more and more tense as Rin revealed that the super future computer that put these cybernetic implants in Rin's head that Deja has seen and operated on wanted him to kill her. It ended with the super future computer taking control of Rin's body, prepared to use him as the tool that it had built him to be, and Deja manifesting powers of her own in response to uh, Rin's change in demeanor. And that is where we pick up this episode. In Deja's apartment, Rin on one knee, and we see Rin, but instead of the typical blue lighting of the node on his head and the blue in his visor, it is now replaced with this menacing red uh, color, glowing from inside the node, glowing from his visor. And I think Rin's face... There's no malice in it. It's just kind of blank. And he is looking up at Deja. uh, And Deja has a can of pepper spray pointed toward Ren's face and a coiled length of golden glowing lasso in her other fist and looking directly at Ren. Um, And she says, Get the hell out of my apartment. Rin, what do you do? And I'll remind you, you have a murderous cyborg five status. That's, that's what I thought. I was like, am I still under the control? Yes. Of yeah. So if you want to, if you want to try to do anything that does not go along with the murderous cyborg, the intent to kill Deja and complete your mission. Uh, you will have to roll a take the risk against that move, um, which will be very, very difficult. Um, but anything you do in line, you will not have to roll against that status. Um, but yeah, what do you do? And my truly wants to good, isn't that still burned? Yeah, uh, it has been burned since you went to Sal's silk shop. You saw your parents, uh, oh, and it sorry. made you doubt whether you are a good person. Uh, and so I activated your nemesis and did a hard move against you to burn that uh, tag. Because I was uh, setting you up for something. You're a jerk. I'm always playing the long con. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, I mean, he's still like murder cyborg or whatever. 
Like, Ren does want to fight against it, but I think the first thing that I need, that Ren's going to do, because he's, like, never had this happen before, is that he's going to try to attack Deja. Not because he wants to, but because, like, he's never experienced, like, a full takeover. Yeah, definitely. Ren, typically when he's trying to control things, he, like, puts his hands towards the ground because he's already kind of on one knee. But you see him, like, put his his hands in the air and, like, you just see this, like, crackling blue lightning seething from his fingers to, like, connect to the lights and electronics in the room. I think in this moment, they're just, like, uh, almost like the rave party that last time, but they're just, like, rapidly blinking. And it's kind of, like, blinding because they're going from, like, nothing to extremely bright maybe to maybe to a point that they do explode or something but like i i feel like everything's just like every every electronic thing is doing some weird mumbo jumbo if you do something like this it will probably negatively impact you as well unless you can think of a way that your senses would not be overloaded by the noise and the um lights and all of that I feel like with Ren, it would be the... With his, like, scanner vision, it kind of just blocks it all out. Okay, like cool. Like, 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 not that he, like, has night vision, technically, but that, like, it just doesn't affect him, I guess. Okay. Maybe it could be a thing where, like, Ren closes his eyes and the visor is able to input the... Um, the necessary information into his brain so that he's seeing the room without actually... V- visually seeing the room yeah okay okay yeah. this sounds like a hit with all you've got all right hit with all you got okay well that one i got an eight all right you're automatically going to hit her with a tier three power and you get to choose one of those uh oh and also i will ask you ren um is the super future computer is your mythos is it good neutral or evil I'm going to say neutral because it's not, it thinks that it's doing the right thing based on the equations that it's run about the future. Okay. And so it's not necessarily like it's a good computer or an evil computer. It just ran the numbers and these are where the numbers are sitting. Okay. Uh, Deja has a move that uh, requires you to answer that question. You are hitting her with a tier three status. Uh, What do you got? Ren myself i would get a secure position but i don't know if the murderous cyborg is even thinking about that i think it's more thinking about getting them good doesn't even care about the collateral damage okay i'm I'm trying i'm I'm trying to think between like those two Mm -hmm. if i want to get them good or if i want to gain the upper hand because i don't think the murderous cyborg is going to care about whatever the collateral damage is so i feel like you get them good i feel like that that would make the most sense Okay. Like you said, you jump forward the electricity spider webs out from your hand, attaching to all these different uh, blender, microwave, refrigerator, lights, fan, uh, coffee maker. All of this starts going off and blinking and whirring. And um, I think it cuts to outside of the apartment and this night, and we just see like a bright glow coming from Deja's apartment. And we see some people walking on the street below look up and wondering, hmm, what's that? And Deja, of course, falls back, uh, closing her eyes, wincing at the noise and the light coming from everywhere. Uh, but since you did not take a superior position, 
C is going to point her pepper spray at you and spray. You need to roll a face danger against a burning blindness four status. Okay. Um, and of course, you do get to add the chaotic electronics five to your roll. Yeah, let's do that and then using scanner vision to kind of like figure out how to get out of the way. Okay. So plus six. So rolling with the plus six. 14. Ooh, 14. Okay. So she sprays and uh, with like this robotic, unnatural movement of your body, you just like step out of the way as a spray mists over here. Um, Deja, with her eyes barely open, she screams out, Davinia! And she starts running uh, towards the door. And Rin, behind you, you hear this crackling noise. Uh, do you turn and look? Yeah, and like a... It's almost like the murder cyborg is like angry. You turn around to glare at the, the crackling noise and you see uh, Deja's computer start to bubble and concave a little. And it keeps coming out keeps coming out keeps concaving bubbling and then a bubble coming out of a bubble wand this fist-sized sphere comes out of the screen and this fist-sized sphere turns to you and you see that it is a giant floating eyeball and the iris looks at you and flares a little and then narrows and regards you coolly Let's cut to the alleyway. Uh, We have a black SUV, a telltale black SUV, parked in the alleyway with Esther, Faye, and Bill standing in the rain. And Faye is... Well, describe for us, what is Faye doing? Faye um, has been, I guess to an outsider's perspective... Well, really, to anyone's perspective, because nothing is happening. Um, Faye is, like, shooting her hands up in the air um, with, like, her palm open, trying to get vines to grow. Um, But from the top looking down, it's just this, what appears to be slightly manic woman, like, throwing her hands up everywhere and, like, trying to, like, flip her arm out to get the pole to extend. So she's just doing these weird... Similar to, like, when Spider-Man was trying to get his webs to work for the first time. (laughs) She's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And is very frustrated. Esther still has these wings. I was just trying to figure out... I guess I could try to fly, but it probably wouldn't work. Yeah, and as you, you know, you flex your shoulder muscles or, you know, concentrate to conjure your wings, uh, your wings do not appear. So I just look like I'm like yeah, just doing some, something. some weird little <laughs> micro yoga movements with your yeah. shoulders. So Esther's over there and she's just like doing her like yoga movements with her shoulders and mm-hmm. like nothing is yeah. going. Bill, so does it look shit. like we're dancing? Yes, <laughs> Faye is like throwing her arms <laughs> dance party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bill, what are you doing perceiving your two teammates doing this? Um, is this the best time for uh, a disco? Clear. Why would you think we were doing a disco? Oh, you're dancing. It's kind of. Shouldn't we keep running or something? Okay, nobody's dancing. 
But yeah, we gotta get the heck out of here. We're clearly not dancing. We're trying to get on the fire escape and... We'll escape. Well, then why don't we just, like, climb up on that dumpster right next to it? Camera pans to giant dumpster a few feet away. We could do that. Yeah, that would would do. (laughs) And then we'll say, I climb up to it and then, like, let it down. Uh, And as the fire escape, you know, hits that bottom rung and sticks where it needs to be, um, you hear a shout that comes down the alleyway. Freeze! We keep going. Don't freeze. You don't turn to look? No. Roll a face danger against a gunshot four status. Oh, God. Everybody or... Just just Esther. I don't know what tags I would add. It just seems silly to look back because you never look back when you're in a race. You're not supposed to turn around. Sure. Life lessons in using that tag. <laughs> okay. Do you, do you still have that thing that before it happens? React before it happens? That is a mythos. Yeah, I can't use that because you're with me. <laughs> David? <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, it's been fun, guys. Is this a... Esther's so going to take a nap. Face danger with a plus one? Yep. Okay. Got six. You got a six. So you hear this voice shout out, "Freeze!" Esther does not freeze. I think she goes to jump for fire escape, and you feel the bite of speeding, fiery hot metal bite through your shoulder. And Esther, you seize up and you fall hard into a puddle in the alleyway. Um, Bill and Faye. Esther jumps and crashes to the ground after being shot. What do y'all do? Take cover, I would imagine, maybe. Okay. Uh, Do you take cover behind the trash can? Yep. Okay. You jump down to the other side of the trash can. Is Esther behind the trash can now? Is she? Yeah. Let's say. Let's say you jump down on the side that she is on, and that's on the opposite side from the shooter. Okay. Esther, are are you okay? I'm good. We have to keep going. Come out with your hands up. Stay here. I'm going to walk out with my hands up. Okay. At the mouth of the alleyway, you see a Latina woman, uh, her early 30s probably, her hair cut short. Um, She is wearing a windbreaker, and you see the uh, shield for the city fire department. And another badge that clearly marks her as a fire marshal. Um, she is holding a gun out at you. And, um, yeah, you walk out with your hands up. I'm unarmed. Why are you shooting at us? Where are the other two? Where is Esther Black? Who are you? I am actively, like, slowly walking forward as this is happening. Okay. I'm Fire Marshal Cruz with the fire department. Tell your friends to come out here where I can see them. Why do you as a fire department have a gun pointed at us and why did you shoot? I don't have to answer to you. Get your friends out here now. I'm sorry, are you a police officer Stop or Stop walking forward. I pause slightly. Faye Carver, you and Esther Black are under arrest for so many things. Well, you know so much about us. Where's your backup? She looks past you. Esther Black, come out where I can see you. 
I take a step forward as she's looking past me. She puts the guns right back on you. I said, do not take another step. I come out with my gun. Ooh, you come out with your gun. She says, drop it or I drop you. And believe me, Esther, I have a lot of questions to ask you before I do that. I want to shoot at her leg. Okay. How close am I to her? Um, six feet away. I'm gonna use my um, breast entrusted Colt Cobra. Maybe Daddy's fighter, just because like I know how to shoot to wound. Okay. Okay. Um, I think this would be a go toe to toe. Are you hitting with all you've got? Are you just? Are you? No, I'm, I'm just wanting to shoot her in the leg to distract me. Yeah. Okay, I think a little shot toe-toe. in the leg. I just need to slow her down. <laughs> yeah. just, just something to get her attention. Let's have a conversation, but let's both be injured. <laughs> <laughs> right. A 10. A 10. Wow. Nice. All right. Ooh. So uh, you get... Two of those options from go toe to toe. Achieve my goal of hitting her leg. Okay. And then I'm also going to block, dodge, or counter her best attempt. Maybe like that distracts her enough that Faye realizes that she should like, I don't know, like yes. something to. So you, you, she's not gonna be able to shoot back on you, and you're not. So the bullet like hits her thigh, but doesn't do any significant amount of damage she screams and looks down at the wound uh, and as she looks down as soon as Faye saw Esther pull the gun she knew what was happening and so once she hears the shot Faye moves straight towards Chelsea and as she's bending down Faye grabs her gun and comes behind her and has her gun pointed which Faye has not really held a gun so she's just like flimsily holding this with both arms like knees or not knees (laughs) elbows locked just full extension pointed at and Esther rolls her eyes at the way that Faye is standing with a gun but we are on either side yeah she's like Bill what are you doing well, when I heard a gunshot, I was like, well, it's time to run out. <laughs> so, so Bill is gone. <laughs> no, not like run away, like run out. To, yeah. Okay. Face, face the music, see what's going on. Yeah. You see this, as I described to her, this Latina woman uh, now kind of taking a knee after being shot in the leg uh, with Faye on one side and Esther on the other with two guns trained on her. Now... Let's just have a conversation. What do you want? I want to bring you in for all the crimes that you've done. I want to bring you in for insurance fraud or whatever that shit was that where you burned down your own bar. There was no insurance fraud. The bar burned down. Yeah, purposefully. And she doesn't stand up. She just kind of shifts her weight on her knee and on her hurt leg. What does this have to do with anything? There was nobody injured. There was no... It was my property. Yeah. But it was my chance to get a shot at finding you. Where's my brother? Esther looks thoroughly confused. What are you talking about? Where's the rest of the kids? Where are you hiding them? 
What do you know about the kids? I know that whenever they searched your apartment that night, that they found three of the missing children in your apartment. So I know you're connected to the Rat Pack. I know that you know where my brother is. Where are they? Who's your brother? Raphael. I'm sorry, I don't know who that is. What, what happened to the kids that you found? Where did they go? She looks over at you, still pointing the gun at her. I'm not telling you anything about where those kids are. You're gonna tell me, and she like, unceremoniously like, scoots around to face you, her knee still in the dirt. You're gonna tell me where the rest of these kids are. Because I'm taking them back to their families, and I'm bringing my brother back home. Their families aren't safe. That's not your decision to make. It's the only choice I had. And I don't know where they are. If I did, I would be with them. I'm sure you would. We didn't do anything to the kids. She unceremoniously scoots back around to look at (laughs) Esther. Poor girl. What the hell do you mean? You didn't do anything to those kids. When you found the children in the apartment, had anything been done to them? They were safe in an apartment with food. They were kidnapped. They were not with their legal guardians. Again, their legal guardians were not where they needed to be. The law decides what is safe for them. And my brother comes from a safe environment. Then why was he running away? Through the rain that is slowly pouring down her face, you see she gets very angry. And she is going to stand up. I keep my gun trained on her. Where is my hermano? I don't know. At that time, you hear distant police sirens getting closer to the alleyway. But if there's any way that we can help you, we can't do that from behind bars. Esther begins to lower her weapon. She looks at you quizzically. The police cars, you hear the screech of tires at the other end of the alleyway. Please, we want to find the Rat Pack just as bad. You hear the car doors opening. Footsteps splashing in the puddles, rushing towards the mouth of the alleyway. Freeze! City PD! We'll track you back down when we find any leads. She looks at you. No. I'll track you down. Fine. Whatever you want. And Faye starts backing out. I guess I'm going to try to go up the fire escape. Okay. Bill, what are you doing? Well, I think we just try to escape. Maybe fire, use a fire escape. Okay. Um, uh, I want to have you all make a roll for this. I think uh, very quickly, Esther and Bill jump onto the uh, garbage can, jump up to grab the rungs of the fire escape, start quickly climbing up. And you hear the police, ah, I said freeze! And they run into the alleyway. And as Esther and Bill are climbing up the fire escape, kind of spiraling up the metal staircase, and Faye dips into the street and starts running. Yeah, I'm going to run. So if they're going up the fire escape, I'm running around the other side of the building, and I'll use vines and catch them.
Hello, friends, and welcome to the mid-roll section of episode 73 of Missed Conceptions. I'm your host and master of ceremonies, David White. I really don't know what that voice was or where it came from, uh, except that it came from inside of me. I just felt inspired, you know? Anyways... And hey, a little bit of fun, cool news from the Misconceptions Podcast Network. You remember when we hit that $400 a month goal way back when? Well, we are going to be recording the crossover episodes between Misconceptions and Sins of the Father very, very soon. Like, within the next two weeks, uh, we are going to be recording those episodes. And I am super pumped to record those, um, and I, I'm excited to mash together the Misconceptions crew and the Sons of the Fathers kid and uh, see see what comes out and see what kind of story we can tell together. But that is going to be a very cool opportunity, uh, and I just want to say thank you uh, to those of you that helped us get to that $400 a month goal so we can afford to pay our players on both of our shows and also so we can... Uh, feel inspired to make this story together. Uh, and speaking of our Patreon, we do have a new goal at the $500 a month goal. That is less than $100 away. We are going to release a website with information about misconceptions, about sins of the father, uh, just a consolidated place for information about our podcast network. And we're also going to have a store we're going to have a store for sweet merch. And you know what one of the items in our sweet merch store is going to be? Little charms of our characters. Little chibi charms. And uh, they're super duper cute. And I have some uh, right here next to me. Uh, and I wish I could show them to you right now. Uh, but they're super cute. I'm holding a little Esther. And she has her, she has her hand on her hips. And she's kind of like being you know a little sassy. And here's Bill. With his little tattoo weapons. Uh, of course, now he doesn't have it because these were made a while back. But anyways, those are going to be some items in our store just for you. And if you would like to get one of these charms or if you want to get all of these charms, help us reach that $500 a month goal. We are so, so thankful for the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. And if you are a friend who listens to the show and can afford to pay uh, monthly to help us reach that goal, we would so, so appreciate it. Um, and you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a lot. One dollar goes a long way. Two dollars goes a little bit longer. I'll tell you what, the five dollars is the really sweet spot. It's not too expensive, and you get access to our After Hours content, which is unre er, un unrecorded, that makes no sense, unedited uh, episodes of Misconceptions and Sins of the Father, and you get access to our third secret show just for patrons, Side Quest. Uh, and we have a couple of neat systems that we have played on Side Quest. We've played Everyone is John. We'd played a cyberpunk hack of Lasers and Feelings. We just wrapped up a recording of a Harry Potter RPG run by Tessa. And uh, we have some, some cooler... Or not cooler, but we have some cool ones that are coming in the future. So if you would like access to that content, $5 a month, that's pretty sweet. What is that, like like a pack of gum? 
How much do you pay for a pack of gum? I'm now realizing that I have not bought gum in literal years. That's something to think about. Anyways, as I'm having an existential crisis over not buying chewing gum in literal years, uh, let's go ahead and get back to the episode, shall we? We cut back to inside the apartment. Uh, Rin, the electronics are flaring and whirring and making all this noise and lights. Uh, Deja is sprinting towards the door, kind of rubbing her eyes as the lights are affecting it. And this fist-sized eyeball that just appeared out of the screen of the laptop is looking at you. What do you do? I don't know. At this point, Ren is fighting the murderous cyborg. But it kind of looks like he's, like, having this, like, weird internal conversation with himself. Maybe, like, one eye is red and, like, one eye... Or, like, part of his brain is red and part of it's, like, kind of, like, slowly glowing blue a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I don't want to kill her. She's she's important to me. I just... I want to roll to see if I can fight against the murderous cyborg. Ooh, okay. Roll a... Take the risk with a minus five. Do you have anything that could help you resist this influence and you cannot use any of your mythos power tags? Nope. Yeah. If only you had your truly wants to do good status, you could burn it for a hit to automatically succeed, but damn. Can I double burn it, David? It's already gone. No, you cannot. (laughs) I got a five. (laughs) Great. Um, So, yeah, you, you fight against this... Uh, voice and like you're saying you see the oscillating colors of blue and red fighting in the node of your uh, cybernetic implant and then the red washes over it completely taking over and like Rin pulls himself up straight in this you know stern stoic pose at that point Deja reaches the door throws it open rushes out into the hallway effectively removing the chaotic electronic status from herself since she's left that scene and the giant floating eyeball it goes pretty fast. It like swishes to the door and then swishes down the hallway out of view after Deja. What do you do? I'm going to say Ren, because he's still the murderous cyborg. He chases after Deja. Okay. Just like full, full steam ahead. Doesn't even, yeah, running straight into danger. Yeah, I would like to say uh, it's like the T-1000 run from Terminator 2 where his arms are very stiff by his side and he's just... Uh, And I think you come around the corner and as you do, you see a golden lasso flying down the hallway at you. Uh, Roll a face danger against a entangled three status. I think at this point, this is when this uh, new power comes out. Definitely. As this is happening, you, um, because I want to use scanner vision. I want to use this subdermal armor, this new theme that Dave and I worked on uh, outside of uh, the podcast. Um, 
and so it's kind of it's not armor you can see like as wooden build does it but it's underneath the skin and so as this lasso is coming towards him you kind of he still has a scanner vision on and you see him like almost lock in with the lasso and kind of does this like power stance and then you see this like blue glowing metallic uh armor just like come up and like his skin kind of disappears a little bit and you just see this uh it's not like he's like a chain mail but it's like this just weird experience where it's just like this blue glowing he just like turns into like a blue glowing person okay i got a 10 Ooh, okay so like you described it that blue glow comes off of you the uh, subdermal armor armor plates underneath your skin kind of lock into place and the length of rope like wraps around you but then you burst out of it uh, and the goiling, the golden coiling rope coils back into Deja's hand and she looks surprised and a little scared and she looks at the floating eyeball and she says did you find him good and then uh, she turns and keeps running and the eyeball floating at her shoulder what do you do yeah so he she i guess like runs down the hallway and cuts across into a different hallway now yeah yeah i think uh i think what she does is she runs down the hallway and she bursts into the stairwell and starts going down the stairwell he runs towards the stairwell He's going to run towards the stairwell. He's going to throw open, not even throw open the door because he still has his armor, I guess. He kind of just like shoulders the door um, and just swings it open. And he pulls out of his pocket uh, a sticky grenade and just like chunks it down the stairwell. Not even like at her, but just like at the base of the stairwell, basically. You know, like how stairs have that like little hole or something in between the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, like, chunk it down there to the bottom. Are you trying to, like, cut off her escape? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's do a change the game, then. Okay. So what could you add? Scanner vision, because he wants to aim it right. But I also want to use the weakness tag sensory overload. Okay. I got a seven. That was snug. All right. That was very snug. You needed that plus one. Uh, All right, so you get one of these options. You can exchange juice for power to create a story tag, burn a power tag or story tag, or give or reduce a status. I don't know. Would would it be give a status of block stairwell? Well, I think think that would be a story tag because you are actively creating a new element to the scene, which is, you know, like you said, blocked stairwell. Yeah. So I like that you like... Rin sees the stairwell and I think he sees like the trajectory he needs to bounce it off of this corner, bounce it off of this stair to make it land on the first corner or the first floor door. So you chunk it and it bounces off the stairwell, lands there. I think right as she jumps down to the stoop and she looks up and it lights up and bursts and she's thrown back against the wall. Superficial damage. But yeah. as she looks up, you see the uh, the wall around the door and the door itself has kind of been collapsed and crushed in on itself. Um, and I'll remind everybody how Deja is dressed for this very awesome action scene. She is wearing very short athletic shorts and an oversized sweatshirt. Um, 
I think she's barefoot too. So she looks up at Rin, and I think Rin, are you like coming down the stairwell after her? I want to say I'm. I'm literally just standing there watching it. So you're standing there, uh, and she looks at the eyeball and says, "Go!" And the eyeball, the eyeball darts up towards you, and as it's darting towards you, she takes out her lasso again and flings it up at you. Roll another face danger against an entangled three status. I mean, could I use flashes of the future to dodge out of the way? I know that we usually use scanner vision for that. You sure could? Yeah, I'll use a plus one with the flashes of the future. Okay. Do you want to use your protecto watch for an extra plus one? Yes. Man, I'm just burning through these story tags. Hey, I mean, this is the chance to. It is. I do not want to die. I got a nine. Okay. Yeah, so you you don't take damage, but you do take a uh, wrapped up two status as the length of rope like wraps around your shoulders and like cinches tight and she draws it back with her fist kind of capturing you there and I think she pulls you against the like stairwell wall and I think she plants both of her bare feet on the her end of the stairwell wall and she's like pulling on you trying to pull you over the edge and like pull you down the three stories to the bottom uh, and the eyeball reaches up towards where you are and starts circling around you. Um, let's cut from that scene to the crew, uh, now reunited. Uh, where are y'all at? Um, so we drove a block or two yeah. past Stage's apartment. Um, any chance um, the rooftops are connected to Deja's apartment? Is there, yeah, this, so this rooftop, two blocks away from Deja's rooftop, is connected. connected. It is amazing how that um, works. So I'm thinking that there's like a door to like get into the building from up top. Is it unlocked? Of course. I go inside. Okay. Um, and Esther, as you turn the handle to go in, I think you look over, or maybe all of you look over in the direction of where y'all came from and I think you see a bright light coming from that direction you cannot see its source but it is in the direction of Deja's apartment what has he gotten into and I open the door and go inside okay you're in a stairwell I say we get to the floor and head over to her apartment yeah he's been alone too long did y'all see that light that doesn't look like something we want to rush towards. Yeah. Probably like a flashlight or something. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely a flashlight. A flashlight. Yeah, right. <laughs> probably an iPhone 11 flashlight, so it's yes. extra bright. Uh-huh. Yes, and we saw it from blocks away. <laughs> I don't know a faster way with Bill. Hi, Bill. I don't know a faster way with Bill than... Just running down these steps. Yep, you're gonna have to take the stairs, Faye. I don't know what to tell you. Gosh. Matt. Um, hey, you don't have a gunshot wound you're dealing with right now, so. That was the next thing I was gonna ask. Esther, do you need anything to patch yourself up? Why would I start patching myself up now? <laughs> I haven't done it up to this point. Why would I do it now? She said blood trickling down her arm. <laughs> So it was a, an arm shot? I wasn't sure mm-hmm. where. Okay. Could you 
at least... Bill, can you tear off part of your shirt and just, like, um, tie over... <laughs> Bill and Esther look at each other like, now. <laughs> uh, I could try. Let's say I'm wearing a button-up over an undershirt or something, and I just take off the button-up. Okay. And, tr- and try to, like, cinch it around her shoulder. I'm not really trained in first aid. Yeah. But. It's literally just tying a shirt on someone's <laughs> arm so that we don't have a blood trail behind us. All right, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, Bill, do you want to use a help point on this, or do you, do you actually want to reduce the status, or is this just like a cosmetic thing? It's just to keep the yeah, blood from is. trailing. Yeah. Like it's just Yeah, I think I think she just doesn't want us to be traced. Okay. Or we don't want to be traced. Yeah. Okay. And you you tie it around, you pull it tight. Um Are you so where are y'all going? Are y'all going back to Deja's apartment or are y'all trying to escape from the police? Yes. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do both? So you're trying to go <laughs> to Deja's apartment? Okay. Um What I want someone to do now is to roll a sneak around. Because as you get down to the first floor, there are concerned citizens looking out from their door like, did you hear that gunshot? What was that? Yeah, I heard it. It sounded like it was just right outside my window. And they're having this conversation, and you see the blue and red flashing lights of patrol cars outside. Um, So I would like one person to roll a sneak around. uh, And if anyone has help points that they could use to give to this person for their sneak around you could spend them but rather than having all three of you roll sneak arounds and having to say okay you got a mixed success okay you got a failure you got a success uh just one for the whole group and you can use the uh, help points to help you it it might be more helpful to do something with more help points sure wait can we only use one help point at a time no if you have three you can use all three it's just you use them and then they're gone so Esther has the mo- most help points on Faye, right? She has four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have any that can help make points a plus three. for me? Yeah. Wait. <gasps> now I have a her point for you. Well, you Ooh. suck. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't use that right now. I have one for Esther. One for. All right. Me. So who's rolling? I guess Faye. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, anyone want to use help points? I guess Esther. Do you want to use her help points? You're adding one. Yeah, and I will take the four for the one end, right? Mm, yeah, you definitely will. So I guess I'll add all four. Yeah, so it's plus one. So okay, plus one. Can we, no more. can we use anything from the gang? Uh, let's look. True friendship, Linda Hand, power of deduction. What is the Linda Hand? The Linda Hand thing has to do with like one of us taking a hit for the other one, right? Mm, mm, no. That's just that's a power tag. You're thinking about sacrifice, which is one of your uh, crew improvements. Hmm. Linda Hand is just like a typical story tag that you can use, or power tag that you can use. Could I make a case for true friendship in that, despite the fact that we are all in unknown territory with Bill being a sleeper? Our friendship is what's like guiding us, and mm, we yes. can like. It's our guiding force. Yes. <laughs> the power of friendship will get you through this trying time. Yes. Okay. Okay, thank you. So plus two. Plus two. Okay. I don't think it's gonna. And work. Uh, everybody, go ahead and burn true friendship uh, until you can recover it. And I have 
and you're using all of mine, right? What you roll, Tessa? I got a five. Wow. Wow. No, I got. I rolled a one and a two, and by the time we took it, the one in status and add <laughs> Esther's her points, I have a five. How does re-rolling sound? I think I didn't shake it enough time. Nope, doesn't work. That works. Does not work. All right, so the three of you stepping out of this uh, stairwell, creeping down the hallway into the... You step out onto the street and start sneaking your way back. Um, I'm going to have to think about what happens and <laughs> what, uh, what happens to y'all. But uh, I think as y'all step out onto the rainy night sidewalk y'all start walking uh let's cut back to Rin and Daisha uh Rin you have a lasso wrapped around your shoulders and chest uh Daisha has one foot up on the stairwell wall and is like trying to pull you off over into the abyss and the fist sized eyeball is like flying around your head very quickly what do you do I want to try to fight against the murderous cyborg again. Okay. Will it take the risk? With a minus five. Yep. <laughs> so I keep trying to find something and there's nothing. Yeah. Um, I'm almost tempted, but that would also be an automatic fail to use another weakness tag. Uh, I mean, you, you could use a weakness tag just to get that attention. Yeah, but that would, that I mean, would guarantee I, I really that you feel fail. like it's a sensory overload. I mean, like, Ren's never experienced this before. He's, like, had the supercomputer talk to him, but he's never experienced, like, a full takeover. Sure. So go ahead and roll a, uh, take the risk with a minus six? Six. And look at that, you fail. You don't even have to roll. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. the most you could get is a six. So... Yep. You you fight against this um, you fight against the murderous urges that are not your own that are taking control of you and um, gosh uh, you 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 can see like Ren is like visibly sweating um, not just like from like running down the hallway and like fighting but like he like is visibly sweating but you can almost like the circuitry in his head. And his body, I guess. It almost like you can kind of hear that it's like straining, that it's like running on like I don't know. It's it's like when you like run too much programs or something on your computer that like the fans start turning on. I don't know how that equates to Ren because he doesn't have fans, but 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 you can kind of tell. I don't know. Like the whirring in his brain gets louder. I guess is the best way to say it. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're bucking against the programming. You're fighting for your freedom. Uh, but you can't. You cannot free yourself from this directive that you have. And as you are fighting against it, Deja takes one... She shouts and gives one tug, and she pulls you over the edge. And Rin, you go flying uh, head over heels down the stairwell... I think there's a shot where you're passing by her falling. Um, You turn and you are looking at her and she has this look that isn't quite anger and has a hint of pity for you. 
and then you keep falling and you crash to the ground. Roll a face danger against a broken three status. Sounds fun. Yeah, let's do scanner vision and subdermal armor. Okay. I feel like I am the only one rolling this session. Uh, you have rolled a lot. The focus has been on you, but the crew, the other crew has been rolling stuff. I got a seven. Ooh. Damn, that was close. So you take a bruised two status as you smack into the ground. Even though the subdermal armor plate shifted to absorb some of the blow, your whatever is left of you, uh, your yeah. tissue inside of your body hurts. Uh, and I think as Ren, you are s- laying there, um, Deja like looks over down at you down the stairwell and you see the eyeball kind of come to her shoulder and then she taps two fingers against her head and the eyeball kind of shrinks and floats over to be in front of her forehead and then descends into her forehead passing through it as if through not a surface and then is her forehead and then there's a slit the slit opens and you see a third eye that looks down at you the the eye is a different color from her eyes and then the slit closes and then she turns and walks away and then the let's cut back outside to the three of you rushing up to Deja's apartment you see in the window that you know is Deja's apartment you see this bright oscillating pulsing light coming through the window you see uh, uh, some people are like running out into the street um, and you hear an explosion from somewhere inside the uh, stairwell or not you don't know it's a stairwell you hear an explosion from inside the apartment what has he done so I'm guessing the um, talking with Deja didn't go let's go yep we file across the street. We like file? The, like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, you uh, Abbey Road across. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Abbey Road yeah, your way across way. the street. Uh, <laughs> our friend is dying. We're just yeah. like, da da da. We don't want to look suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you walk across, you enter into the first floor, and you see like some smoke coming out of the stairwell exit or entrance. We run towards this. Okay. You run. The door opens this way. And so as you open it up, you see all this rubble and stuff that has been piled on the other side of the door. Faye has a moment where she looks back at Bill to, like, move the rubble. Mm-hmm. Do your tattoo things. <laughs> right. And she's, like, looking expectantly at Bill. So Bill just, like, runs up and starts shifting, like, a rock at a time. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Starts pushing the rocks aside, <laughs> breaking through. Uh, eventually, you have enough of a crawl space to crawl through, uh, and you you get into the stairwell. And besides the destroyed door in the area around the door, this hallway isn't truly affected. But I think as you're all coming in, one of you looks over the edge of the stairwell and you look down at the bottom. And you see Rin laying there, kind of stiff and frozen, and his visor is red. 
the glow on the node in his head is red. But then, Ren, we cut back to you. You hear the uh, Super Fusion computer say in your head, Mission failed. Recalculating. And the red glow in your node fades away. The red glow in your visor fades away. The murderous cyborg 5 status is removed. As the super future computer recalculates how best to pursue your mission. And so as your faculties return to you. And you look up and you see the faces of your three uh comrades and crewmates looking over the edge of the stairwell wall looking down at you um, you hear some shuffling of feet and some clicking of weapons uh, behind you and you turn and through the small opening you created uh, past the rubble and through the door you see multiple officers in SWAT gear with the barrels of their weapons and their assault rifles pushed through, pointed at you. And in the midst of all their helmeted, masked faces, you see Chelsea from the uh, alleyway. And she says, I told you, I'd find you. End of episode. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Misconceptions. We'll be back with our next episode on October 5th. If you have a Facebook or a Twitter, consider joining us on those platforms to get behind-the-scenes information about the show, pictures and videos, and just to message us because we would love to hear from you. We also have a Gmail, misconceptionspod at gmail.com, if you would like to contact us that way. We also have a Discord if you would like to chat with us on Discord. There is a link in the show notes below to join that. This show is completely supported by the generous monthly donations of our patrons on Patreon. We could not make this show without you. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like to join that group of supporters, please click the link below. City of Mist is an RPG by Son of Oak. You can find more of their products at sonofoak.com. The Misconceptions theme song was composed by Aaron Wharton. You can find more of his music at aaronwharton.net. Misconceptions is a product of the Misconceptions Podcast Network. And that is it for this week, everybody. Wear your mask, love each other, and keep it nerdy, y'all.